Good day, everyone, and welcome to Be In Carriage. Today, I'm going to be talking to you on the topic of marriage, and the title is called, What is the Biggest Waste of Time in Marriage? I know you heard that, and you're probably saying, oh my God, where is Desiree going with this? But I want us to understand that when we get married, the what I have found out to be the biggest mistake that a lot of us make, and including myself, I did this, is that we enter marriage thinking that we are going to change the other person. That's a no-no. It's a big mistake. We think that we can change them. We can't change them because we did not create them. The only person that's going to be able to change them is going to be the Lord. We can't change them. Uh, another thing that we I see that a biggest mistake that we make, and that is we don't want to uh, adjust. You know, the Bible tells us that we are to love because love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, neither does it boast. It is not proud, and it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, and it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongdoing, and yet, what do we do? We keep record of wrongdoings with our spouse. We don't have the patience with them. We also find that in the Bible, then 1 Corinthians 3, 4, and 7, it talks about what love is about. But also, Paul goes on to teach us that love is to the point where we have to adjust. And you're probably saying, what? I have to adjust? But we have to adjust because here you are. You just got into this relationship. Now you're with this person 24-7, and you have to adjust to his and her uh, how they are, their their liking, their dislike, their their behaviors, and sometimes we become very annoyed. In marriages, we become not only annoyed, but we become irritated with our spouse. We get angry, we get upset, and we're looking for them to meet expectations that are not realistic. And this is why this becomes such a big mistake because we're looking for them to do things that they aren't going to do. You know, when you get married, you're not going to get everything that you want in the marriage. Your spouse is not going to be everything that you have probably already written down since you was a little girl. And men, if you happen to be listening, you're probably writing down everything that you want your wife to be. I'm here today to tell you, your spouse is not going to be what you have on your list. So let's get rid of the list and let's use what the Lord tells us. You're going to be frustrated. And this is why frustration comes in our marriage because we look to our spouse to meet all those expectations. Your spouse is not going to meet all of your expectations. If he meets or she meets one of your expectations, oh, then you better raise your hand and thank God that they met that one. You know why they're not going to meet your expectations? It's because they are, they are like you. We are sinful people. We're not going to be, we're not perfect. Another thing we need to realize is that in marriages that we, when I mentioned adjust, we need to realize that this is a lifelong journey. So we have to adjust to our behaviors. We have to adjust to how they respond, the things that they like, the things that they don't. We have to have these discussions, make decisions. We have responsibility, excuse me, responsibilities, but in everything, we got to learn to love. So how do we learn to love according to 1 Corinthians? Well, the first thing we need to do is that we need to first ask the Lord to teach us how to love. I know 
When you were younger, you were thinking, oh, I know how to love this woman. And women, you would probably say, oh, I know how to love a man. And you got your husband now, and men, you got your wives, and you think, oh, I know how to love my spouse. Let me tell you something. I learned this out myself. We do not know how to love our spouse, period. Let's just, that's a big mistake. Uh, I don't know where we came up with this idea that we know how to, but we don't. Without God's help, we do not. I remember the first time that I got married and after the honeymoon, I was like, Lord, what did I just do? Did you say, did you say those words? Were you thinking on those, those avenues? I know I did. And I was like, what did I just do, Lord? I don't know how to take care of this man. I don't know how to love him. What are, what are my responsibilities? And you know what? The beautiful thing about God is that he will show you what you are to do. Because I didn't know what to do. It's just like a mother when she has a baby. We don't know exactly what to do. Instinct kicks in. But when you're married, mm, those type of instincts don't kick in. Because, see, you're going by what you think you know. You're going by what you learned through past relationships and it doesn't work that way so in order to have a successful and strong relationship we need to understand one simple key factor and that is marriage is difficult I've said many 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 years ago that marriage is not for everyone because to me marriage is a response not only is it responsibility but marriage is a ministry and that is the reason why Paul mentioned that if you go in, if a person that is married will have the concerns of the world on them, but a single person can have more time to spend with God than the married person. Not to say that they're not, but what he was saying was that you're going to have other issues that's going to come your way. So this is why, you know, when we say we want to be married, we need to really, first of all, ask God and seek God and say, Lord, is this your will for me? Do you want me to be married? Because marriage is difficult. Marriage has different trials. They have different challenges. But they all can be overcome when our hearts and our pride is set aside. Because when you are married, you can't have pride. Ephesians 4 and 2 said, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's faults because of love. You have faults, your spouse has faults. And when we're in marriage, we're so easy to see one another's faults that we nitpick at it, we bring them up constantly. And what the first Corinthians tell us about love, love keeps no wrongdoing, but what do we do? We bring them up constantly. This is why we need to understand that there are mistakes that we make in our marriages by the way that we think and how we behave and how we respond. This is why we must always go to God and ask God how to love. I know I did it. I had to ask God, how do I love this man that you have united me with? Teach me to love him. When situations come up, because they do, when disagreements come up, because they do, show me where I am wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing it. Because see, sometimes in our marriages, uh, we have a tendency to always think that, yeah, we're, we're, we know what's right. And then the other spouse would say, no, I'm right. And we don't want to see the other person's side. But this is when we have to set out. And when we don't want to see the other person's side, that's when pride has set in. So this is when we need to go to God and say, okay, God, 
we're butting heads here. Help me. Am I wrong from what I am saying? And believe me, God is going to show you if you're wrong. If you're right, he's going to show both of you at the same time. Because I believe and if when you go to God as a couple in prayer, he shows both of you the answer. If you go separate together in prayer and you both pray about the same thing, God still will show both of you the right answer. But if you're, one is going to God and the other chooses not to go to God and find out how we're going to love one another, you're going to be constantly going through a battle and you're allowing pride to rule you. And pride cannot rule you. Because in Mark 10, 9, it says, Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. In other words, what God has joined together, let no one put us under is what they say in those vows. Because God has a high view of marriage. And he does not want marriage to be the type of relationship that the world has. Jesus forgives and overcome our issues with our spouses to help us find a positive solution instead of taking the easy way out and thinking that we're right and they're wrong. So let's one, let's let go of the expectations that we have what our spouse is going to meet. Because your spouse is not going to meet your expectations. I mean, think about it. You are a parent. Do you meet all your child's expectations? No. This is why you and your children, you have disputes and, 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 and don't get along sometimes. And you're going up and down, up and down with your teenager because you're like, well, why? Why would my child listen? Your child's not going to meet all your expectations. You didn't meet all your parents' expectations. It's impossible. We as humans are not going to meet nobody's expectations. So we need to get that out of the way. Well, I know this was longer than what I hoped for this to go, but I thought it was the time for me to go ahead and talk on that topic, and I hope you enjoyed it. And please, as a reminder, you can always leave me a comment. I do want to let you also make you aware that I have a my own personal website out there now, and it's called DesireeLewis.com. So if you go on the website, you can read a little bit more about me, uh, things that I'm doing, and, you know, just to get a feel, a feel, a feel excuse me, not a feel but a feel of who I am. I know that many of you follow me on my podcast. Many of you follow my devotion site, but you don't know a lot about me. Although I do put a lot of my personal stuff out there, but on my personal website, you'll be able to feel a little bit more connected. So please go to the website and leave me a comment. And if you need a prayer request or if you have a question or a comment, you can always click on the box where it says, let's stay connected or let's chat or whatever. I have the chat room there as well as open. Love to have you. I'll see you next time. To God be the glory. Bye.